entrepreneurs, business owners, professionals who seek excellence, bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builder Show. Here's Marty Wolf. We still got a long way to go. Yes, we all got a long way to go. Welcome to the Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf, the show for entrepreneurs, business owners, and business leaders. I'm Marty Wolf, your host for the Business Builder Show, and along with my executive producer, D.C. Taylor, we will be your guides on this learning journey. Let me tell you my super objective in being with you today. I want to enthusiastically share stories and information to inspire leaders. And if you're listening to this podcast, you are a leader, so you can inspire others. My guest with me today is Aheen Thomas, and he is a v- VP at a company called Backblaze. Welcome, Aheen. Marty, thanks very much for having me today. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. I want to mention this first before we get started. Um, we are recording this interview in the first week of April 2020. And uh, I'm sure everyone will know that uh, America and the world is kind of being bit disrupted by this COVID-19 slash the coronavirus pandemic. So I just wanted to mention that. Let me introduce Aheen Thomas, again, a VP at Backblaze. Aheen's career is focused on building great commerce experiences and developing talent. Previously, he held up mar- he headed up marketing for Symphony Commerce, which is a leader in commerce as a service space. Before that, Aheen was the co-founder and CEO of Vintners Alliance. He led the company through its Series A and introduced the industry's first data co-op, pioneered the introduction of programmatic, promomatic, that's always a hard word for me to say, display for alcohol in the United States, and co-authored California's current regulatory regime regime governing alcohol transition transactions. Boy, I'm really having a tough time. I wasn't drinking any wine before this, really, <laughs> Aheen. I was not. Um, so Vintner's Alliance, I suppose you sample some wine, too. He also got his MBA from Wharton, his AB from Georgetown. He is a Bay Area native, and he is an experienced musician and songwriter. So the first question I have, how does a guy from the Bay Area end up at Wharton? Talk to me. <laughs> Uh, Well, uh, I started my career as a songwriter, uh, realized uh, that I didn't want to do that professionally and thought to myself, I love branding. I love pop music and said, "Okay, well, where else can I do that? And uh, happy to go into further detail, decided, you know what I need to do? I need to become the CMO of William Sonoma and to transition from being a songwriter to the CMO of William Sonoma, I want to go to a business school that's going to make people think that this branding guy is analytically minded and w- wouldn't Wharton be great. And that was my entrance essay. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, so I don't know about the second part of that. You went to Wharton, but the second part of that come true? <laughs> well, I, it did not. So, so the funny part is the CMO of William Sonoma uh, for, for almost 40 years is a mentor of mine. I, I was interviewing him for my entrance essay, and uh, uh, that that was fantastic. And, you know, he was like, "You're coming for my job?" Well, yeah, not, not exactly, sir. Um, it is unlikely yeah. I'll be the CMO of William Sonoma, but he was the co-founder at my wine company, 
Um, so I had the great fortune to get to work with them for, for five years. Yeah, well, that's great. So all of this started with me reading the story about Backblaze in the March-April edition of Inc. Magazine. And if I turn to page whatever it is, 71, it says, on the left-hand side of the page, it says Backblaze and all these wonderful graphics. And the other page, it says the, in parentheses, little company that saved the world, in parentheses, online. So Backblaze, tell me what you do there, and then I'd love to talk about its humble beginnings. Great. Well, uh, thanks. I'm the VP of marketing. Uh, so in that capacity, I, I lead our marketing efforts uh, across uh, three pretty d distinct customer segments. Um, that is our consumer uh, business, our developer market, and uh, our largest and growing segment, fastest growing segment of, of SMBs. Um, we have built our business, and let's talk about Backways. We've built our business entirely on inbound, entirely on the brand. It's frankly the first content marketing program I've ever seen that actually works. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> and so and and I, you know I say that because I inherited it. I, I, I think of myself. I, I try to you know obviously contribute in, in whatever capacity I can, but in a large part, I'm I'm a custodian of this amazing company and amazing story that has been built. Uh, now over 13 years and still going strong. Yeah. So what I, I, I like the story for a bunch of reasons, um, but I, I love, I'll, I'll refer to it as the humble beginnings again. Um, uh, Brian Wilson was the original founder as I, if I'm correct there. And uh, he sold a company was, I guess, hanging around at the beach or whatever he was doing. <laughs> and, and then he said, Hey, I got to do something different. And, uh, and I guess uh, without high speeding it too much, a uh, kind of backblaze was started, but it wasn't easy, was it? No, I mean, it is It is so many great, there, there are a lot of uh, unfortunate things about the current era of tech, but so many of the great romantic aspects, the lore of tech and startups are fulfilled in, in, with backblaze. So it's five founders starting out in uh, Brian Wilson's living room in, in Palo Alto, California. Um, and just, they, they actually had been at two previous companies together. So a bunch of friends, you know, getting the band back together just for, you know, one last ride. It's gonna be super fast. We're gonna make a ton of cash. It's great, so easy. Um, and 13 years later, they're all showing up to work still. Yeah, wow. Yeah, it was great. By the way, you can find them at backblaze.com and when you go there you're going to see these words cloud storage that's astonishingly easy and low cost um i love that by the way that's a great tag <laughs> sounds Thank good you. yeah it sounds Thank sounds really good so obviously cloud storage that's the basis of the company again going through the article and looking at uh, other things that you've done it appears that uh transparency is a competitive advantage for you guys. Is, is that, is that an accurate statement? And tell me why that's worked that way. Yeah. I, so yes. And happy to, um, we, uh, so many companies claim transparency and it's this vacuous idea in most use cases. What Backways means by it is we actually like to share with our customers what's happening and the cloud storage market is dominated by some of the largest companies and organizations in the history of humankind. Mm. 
In our most generous assessment of their operations, one would say it's a black box. Mm. So Backblaze, we've just said, we started out by saying, hey, wouldn't you rather know what's going on? You know, storage nerds are nerds. Mm. And, and so let's tell you how this works. Um, our storage server, um, we believe, is the first ever open source hardware project. And we made it and then open sourced it. Um, and the impetus was driven. We think about the five founders. We think about having strong relationships. It's just driven by running the company that you think the way business should be done. And, hey, this is interesting. Let me share it. What then happens and again, it's the perfect thing because it's the purity of motivation. What then happens is it turns out people are interested in knowing what's happening and sharing information. Mm. And in doing that, look, in the end, we've just cleared an exabyte of data. Um, to put that in context, that's probably something like top 15 uh, amount of, of data store uh, among data storage providers in the world. Um, we're established, we're scaled customers in 160 co countries, and again, happy to talk to all of that. But look, we're, we offer the same product that Amazon does. And so how are we going to convince people that this little company of 130 people doing $40 million, and you might want to sit down, actually profitable? <laughs> <laughs> that is special. Maybe we should pause there for a second. <laughs> Well, and that's part of the, and by the way, we've, we've actually published our COGS on our blog. Here's the cost of cloud storage. Um, and, and no one else has done that. And, and for any of your listeners out there, it's this open challenge. We've published our COGS, which means, um, and I've done it personally. I think it's inappropriate for me to publish it on our blog. You can split out the balance sheet now of AWS, GCS, and Microsoft Azure. You can create one. Yeah, yeah. Anybody want? Yeah. So, so why do we do all those things? One, we think it's interesting. Other people aren't doing it. And two, look, let's admit it. We we are a challenger, a large challenger, but in a space of titans. So, one of the things we need to establish is is the credibility that we know what we're doing. We we earn your trust. You're giving us your data, um, and asking us to keep it safe and keep it accessible. So let's prove to you, let's demonstrate that we are worthy of that, uh, of that mission. Mm. When did you join the organization and what attracted you to this uh, fun place? Um, so I'm four years old at Backblaze, uh, which, you know, in tech is tech marketing is a lifetime at Backblaze. That's just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm barely, it's, they stopped hazing me like yesterday. <laughs> At least that's what I think they did. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I joined Backblaze, a, a mutual friend of our, uh, that I have with our CEO, Gleb Budman. Um, Gleb forwarded me an email from Gleb. I was, I was, uh, had just finished my last job and, and I was looking for another one. And our mutual friend said, hey, Gleb's a good guy and you should check this out. And I, I looked at it and I said, the email says, you know, we're looking for a VP of marketing. I've written a blog post. Why? And I thought to myself, well, what's a backblaze? And I, and I Googled <laughs> it and I said, well, storage infrastructure in San Mateo. I, I live in San Francisco. It's mm -hmm. 20, 15, 20 miles north of San Mateo, California. Mm -hmm. And I thought to myself, storage infrastructure in San Mateo. No and no. No interest. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so let's move on. 
and I, I I still remember moving my mouse to the to the trash can button on on this email, and then thinking to myself, who writes a blog post for a job description? <laughs> okay, it sounds so pretty innovative on. already here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so I click on the link and it's just incredibly coherent blog post. Again, I've never heard of this company. And it, it says, you know, we're hiring our first VP of marketing. Here's why we need this person. Here's why this is the right time for us. And here's what we think the job responsibilities are. And, and it's so rare that you just get coherence in what the role is. I'm sitting there scratching my head and saying, well, now, and I was feeling cynical. My, Understandably I, so. I, I said, whoever, whoever actually wrote this blog post is a very interesting person. Now, clearly that's not the CEO. How could that possibly be? <laughs> okay. <laughs> but the other interesting thing about the blog post, uh, which we have since extended, is there was some modest homework to do if you wanted to apply. It effectively said, look, you don't know about this company, but give us a marketing plan anyways. And which I also appreciated. Hey, well, let's talk about the actual job. And so I, I thought to myself, I actually really want to know who wrote this blog post because maybe when I go get you know my real job, I might try to post this person or something. And so I applied, and I get I, I, I had the great fortune to meet with Gleb, and I'm, I'm you know five minutes into my first conversation with the CEO of Backblaze, and it just the little voice inside my head is screaming, "Oh my goodness, this is the guy that wrote the blog post." <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And then the next thing the voice inside my head is screaming is, wait a minute, you're talking to CEO. Focus, focus. <laughs> Bring it back, brother, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, so did you get uh, hired on the spot or what did it take? <laughs> I, I did not. Uh, I, and so they invited, I good fortune to get invited back for a uh, uh, the, the next round kind of meeting of larger parts of the organization. And the, then uh, kind of as, a, as some color to the story, that the night I met Gleb, I was playing in a basketball game and ruptured my Achilles. Oh. So, yeah, oh, I, terrible Yelp reviews on that. I would not recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's amazing when the head, of, you know, the head of HR for job you supply for calls you and says, hey, you know, we'd like meeting you. Can you come back? And your response is, I'm currently on painkillers. How long can I play this for? <laughs> So I, I hobble into this office, you know, on my little one wheel scooter and, and just feeling absolutely miserable. Um, and, and, but so grateful for, you know, my interactions with Natalie, our head of HR, and she was so accommodating. And, uh, and I was like, wow, okay, cool. Like CEO, that's the real deal. HR that's accommodating and a resource and helpful, novel thoughts. And I met, uh, uh, I don't even know how many people, a significant portion of the team. It was, you know, the, one of the first outside executive hires for Backways. And so it was a big deal uh, culturally. And I just fell in love with the team. Mm. Yeah. Um, and bringing it back to our differentiation and our transparency, the transparency also extends how we treat each other as teammates. Um, and the, one of our screen things is just the motivation to have the team succeed 
uh, which is, you know, the polite way to say, you know, we, we've somehow managed to avoid what being a wildly political environment. Um, I have never had a day at Backways where I've questioned anybody's motivation. Don't get me wrong. We do dumb things all the time, <laughs> all the time. Mm-hmm. But I always inv- and invariably see that the motivations of what's happened here is we thought we were doing the right thing for the business. We thought we we're doing right by the customer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so four years ago, that was my suspicion on who, who and what this team was. And I thought to myself, man, I, you know, I sold dishwashers to the Kmart mom. I've slung booze. Uh, across the nation, I could probably, I could probably hawk some storage. Let's, let's, let's talk cloud storage. What the heck? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's fascinating. <clears throat> well, you just described um, part of the reason, I'm sure, why you are profitable. And by the way, I'm speaking with Aheen Thomas. He is a VP at Backblaze. His first name is A H I N. His last name is Thomas. You can find him on LinkedIn. I think you wouldn't mind people connecting with you on LinkedIn. Company again is backblaze.com. I love saying the tag they have there. Cloud storage that's astonishingly easy and low cost. So I guess I have to ask about this low cost thing. Am I reading this right in Inc. Magazine? It's dollars per month? Like little dollars per month? Talk to me about that. And how you pulling yeah. that off? <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's a bit, you, you know, so then I'm telling my parents, I'm, I, hey, you know, I'm looking at the storage company, my, my dad and my mom. I go, oh, what do they do? Well, we complete compete with Amazon on price. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd our son go wrong? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Um, so what do we do? <laughs> We've innovated um, what is generally regarded as the lowest cost of storage on the planet. We've made our own storage server. It's called the Storage Pod. It celebrated its 10th anniversary uh, last winter. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and happy to talk about that. And the mentality of building it speaks backways. We said, hey, we want to, we think people need affordable data storage. You don't want a cheap surgeon, you don't want cheap storage, but you do want affordable. Um, so built purpose-built infrastructure from the ground up with the customer need in mind. It drives two products. Uh, one, for $5 a month, we will back up all the data on your computer. That was our first product. And our, uh, the second product is pr- a proper c- public cloud. Uh, it's similar in performance characteristics to Amazon's S3, except the difference is on the storage basis, we are one-fourth of Amazon's price. Mm. And importantly, our pricing table is public and is one line. It says, if you want to store a gigabyte in V2 cloud storage, it'll cost you half a penny a gigabyte a month. If you go to Amazon, Google, and Microsoft's website, their pricing table is nine rows long, varying on how much storage and, you know, which way the wind is blowing and, and literally requires a calculator. Yeah. So affordability isn't just about your budget. It's being able to predict what the bill is from, you know, from month to month, because then you can plan for it. Sure. Yeah. So we're talking five, six bucks a month on average. Is that, that's about it, right? I mean, I want to repeat that. Yeah. So if you're uh, on your computer, you're storing less than a terabyte. So we have a, a, a specialized software product 
called Computer Backup for $5 a month. It is all you can eat. If you have attached drives, we have people storing hundreds of terabytes. But for businesses, we charge a half a penny a gigabyte per month. So translating mm-hmm. that in, for units of measure, it's $5 a terabyte per month. Right. And, you know, you know, if you have a storage server that's two, three, four, five terabytes, then, you know, that's 25 terabytes per month. And now all of a sudden your business is protected. Your data is in the cloud, which means it's offsite and accessible. Mm-hmm. And you've moved your infrastructure costs to, from depreciating operating expenses because you're buying this hardware that usually lasts somewhere in the neighborhood of three to five years if you're maintaining it. And by the way, then you need to hire somebody. Mm-hmm. So you're moving that op, uh, that, that, that CapEx, I should say, to OpEx, which is, oh, I pay these guys 25 bucks a month. Everything is fine. They do the maintenance. Yeah. It's constantly online. This is great. Yeah. Uh, what's not to like about all that? So um, I also like the part, well, I have more notes than I can possibly cover here. Um, but um, I want to talk about Brian at first really didn't like venture capitalists. <laughs> I, I understand that, by the way, being a, a, a business consultant and coach. I understand that. Uh, so so can you relate some of that story? And that may I believe that has changed. But uh, he had a certain feeling about venture capitalists at the beginning, correct? Uh, and beginning, middle, and end. So, <laughs> you okay. Know, marketing, we went on record, uh, and the marketing in me, marketer in me, was a little, little uh, chosen. Uh, <laughs> prior company that founders had together, um, and it was called Mail Frontier. Um, that was a traditionally VC-funded company. Uh, and candidly, the, the venture capitalists forced to sale, um, and, and they got their money back. They, they, they wanted their money back, I should say, yeah. and, and they were willing to, to do it at the expense of the employees and the common shares. Um, one thing I am happy that we went on the record about is Brian and, and a woman named Pavni, uh, who is now who is now one of our investors, uh, pounded on the table and said, we are not washing out comp. And that was literally money out of the executives pockets because they were going to get taken care of. That's how these yeah. things normally work these days. But right. the employees were going to get washed out and, and they just said, absolutely not. Um. And then, you know, one of the VCs was being, unfortunately, stereotypically himself. And, um, you know, they had had, uh, you know, this is there was millions of dollars on the table and there was an issue over a hundred, a hundred bucks, literally a hundred bucks. Not that they were worried about miscalculation. He just wanted a hundred bucks. And uh, so Brian, true story. He wrote him a personal check. Um, I but, saw that in the magazine article. What a, what a yeah. trip. That's amazing. Um, and so he's like, wow, I got to be careful which cocktail parties I go to after this one. Um, the, so, but the story on Backblaze is they got together and they say, listen, we love working with each other. Let's keep this under our control, which means our founders went without salary for two years. That's tough. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, hey, after that second year, it wasn't like they went to market salaries. And, and so that's, but what that sacrifice gives our company is 
in our history, in 13 years, we have taken $3 million of outside investment, $500,000 from friends and family, uh, and the balance from a private equity firm called TMT that have been great and patient and wonderful. Um, And so without, and this is part of the modern era in tech, you know, most venture funds operate on, I'm going to give you a dollar a day and five years from now, I need five five dollars minimum and we'll do whatever it takes to get there that drives that ends up driving the company and when you don't have that overhang that's when you can say things like you know what we're going to build this company brick by brick we're going to do what's right for servicing our customers and and we're going to we're building this truly for the long term so what does that mean we we have a 55 zero percent gross margin that's wow. a great gross margin. We can build even a business. At, even at this pricing, you managed to do that. And that is astonishing, to use that word that uh, we've been using. That's astonishing. Um, yeah, what a, what, a, what a great story. We're not wrapping up yet. I want to ask you one more question, but I want to, again, tell our listeners – we're speaking with Aheen Thomas. He is a VP at Backblaze. You can find them at backblaze.com. Uh, you can see their story there. If you can get your hands on digitally or otherwise, the March-April edition of Inc. Magazine, they have a wonderful spread in there with great graphics. You'll love the story. It is incredible. Um, so... So I guess I'll ask this question at the end, and it's almost an unfair one. But obviously, I said at the very beginning of the show, Haheen, that we're in this middle, of, in the middle of this uh, worldwide pandemic. How do you see your organization or organizations like yours being affected? Yeah, uh, and, and this is brutal. Um, and let's—I'd love to go into it because, frankly, not enough people are talking about it, and we're all trying to figure this out. Um, but let me pause because I appreciate the LinkedIn plug and I appreciate the website plug. Um, and for the audience, feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn, Twitter, whatever, or shoot me an email, aheen at backblaze.com. And all our executive emails, including our CEOs, is on our website. We love engaging with uh, our community, customers, and otherwise. Um, with that said, this is a crazy time. Um, and how does it, yeah, I'm happy to take this in any, any direction you want. You know, the, the immediate response, we were one of the companies that really held back on sending, um, you know, the obligatory vanilla statement from our CEO saying, you know, we're keeping our team safe and all that. We shut down our office and canceled our travel before shelter in place in California was implemented. Mm -hmm. Um, but we felt from a communication standpoint None of this affects our customers because our services are uninterrupted and we are taking the steps short-term and long-term to make sure they stay that way. So there's, yeah. from a business standpoint, there's no news here. Um, you know, demand demand in the last, the leading indicators of demand, traffic and, uh, and account grades have taken a significant dip in the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and what we're looking at however, is when, when this thing turns around, and it will, it may be in May, it may be in June, it may be later, but it's going to turn around. And in those early days, a company that provides 
again, what we say Assange should be using affordable, but let's let's be honest. Storage I can use, save money, and create business agility. Those are going to be attributes that are going to be very marketable as mm-hmm. people get back to business. Mm-hmm. And so another aspect we're working through is we don't we don't want to be there are two issues we don't want to be predatory and we don't want to be interpreted as being predatory and you know perception and reality are often two different things mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well we could probably spend a lot more time on that but uh this has been fun interesting valuable again uh Heen thomas vp at uh back blaze has been my guest Thank you so much for being part of the Business Builder Show, and I hope I can speak with you again soon. Anytime, Marty. Thank you very much for having me. Bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf.